John, okay, easy question. How do you become the best at something? Well, you're, you'd be the only one in the room doing okay. it, of course. <laughs> no, John. <laughs> Practice, John. Practice. Oh, right. Of course. In the following episode, we're going to explore practice. Hello, listeners. Hello to all of our listeners. Wow, that's a that's a bold statement uh, in terms of all of our listeners. <laughs> well, okay. Listener may be a better way to state it. Uh, I hope we have more than one listener, though. Yeah, we're just keeping it humble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, we are happy that you are here uh, and sh- and that we get to share an incredible story with you today. Yes, that's right. Hopefully, we deliver the uh, do justice to the incredible story in our delivery. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but here, seriously, it isn't about the number of people out there, although we are always excited to have whoever will join us. Exactly. Which, mm-hmm. coincidentally, uh, whoever is a word that we've used a lot this summer. It's kind of a theme word. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, it's. I got to say, it's kind of awesome what we're able to teach and, and learn from that word. If you are a camper listening, or one of our many people who fall under the whoever category many people that's that's many (laughs) so many uh we're delighted to have you here with us today we are Mm -hmm. uh okay so today we get to continue in the book of nehemiah nehemiah chapter five to be exact exact Exact. Nothing if not specific. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so far we've read about Nehemiah, a well-respected man who has gone back to Jerusalem um, after many years. Mm -hmm. Well, he was never... I mean, he might have been there, but... Yeah, he never lived there. Never lived there. Yeah, Yeah. Nehemiah's family and ancestors, they were actually exiled from that land many, many years prior. Right. So he had returned to this town, the town of Jerusalem, and his hopes were that he'd be able to reunite the Jewish people back in Jerusalem and kind of through the process of building this really massive wall that once stood and surrounded the entire town of Jerusalem. That's pretty cool, but uh, brick by brick, a pretty big feat. Yes, that's a huge, (laughs) huge task. Now, the story continues as Nehemiah was in the town to help rebuild the wall. Right. Now, we got to remember that Nehemiah in, is, in this case, and presumably any other case we would think about, <laughs> uh, but he's considered an outsider, right? So he's yeah. this guy that came in from out of town who never, like, his longtime ancestors had connections, uh, and then he steps in and starts to help rebuild the wall, but his parents didn't live there, neither did, like, he, and so it's... You know, it's been a long time since he had specific relatives that lived in the town. So he's still an outsider to that area. Yeah. And 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 he's the governor, which, I mean, that kind of puts it a weird, a weird vibe on the whole thing, right? Yeah. So I think this explains, being an outsider explains the reaction from some of the townsfolk. Some were, some were angry. Yeah. We others, saw that in our last chapter, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then others were confused. And I think it seemed perhaps a misplaced or a bit misplaced or odd for him to be doing what he was in many, in many respects because he didn't, you know, he wasn't necessarily the people's choice. Right. He, he just was did somebody it. else's choice. Like imagine, imagine just walking into a nearby town mm-hmm. that you don't live in 
and starting to build a building. Yeah. People hey, my like, grandpa was, grew up here, so I we should do this. <laughs> we should do this. Like, it would be like, uh, I have a few questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just try it. Like, John, uh, I dare you to uh, go to your neighbor's house and start building a blanket fort in their living room. Uh, See how they react. Okay, uh, <laughs> I've got some. I've got. I. You know, I've got some pretty cool neighbors. Yeah. And like, I. I can imagine his son being like all over that. <laughs> He'd, He'd like, be like, oh, "Let's do this." <laughs> but it'd but be strange. It once. would be strange. <laughs> but right. I. I don't have neighbors on the other side. They moved away, so it'd be like if I did it the first day the new neighbors came back. That would be super crazy. It'd be weird. Yeah. But funny, probably. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Okay. In this chapter, uh, continuing on our story, we see that Nehemiah, he really starts to hear the outcry of like a lot of Jewish individuals in the town. Yeah. And these people were being treated incredibly poorly. Mm-hmm. So poorly, in fact, that they were starving and they're actually being enslaved, which right. is awful. They were having, you know, it says that people were in such a state that they were forced to uh, mortgage their their land, uh, their homes, and they were still unable to care for themselves. So even they were selling children into slavery, they were selling themselves into slavery just to survive. Yeah. And and just to make mention, like in case we forgot, like there was a severe famine. Uh, mm-hmm. For much of the time, Nehemiah was there, but I mean, it was just getting worse and worse and worse to, right. to the point of our story today. So some there is some mention too that these slaves uh, are slaves to uh, these people are being s- thrown into slavery or sold into slavery and bought by other Jews. So it's like their same people group. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think that's very cool. Slavery is not cool as a whole. N- definitely but it, not. But it puts it puts a really weird like kind of context to it. Yeah, right? like an upper class and a lower class, and yeah. not cool. So there's so yeah okay so. I, just to reiterate, I want to get this right. So all these people, the slaves, the starving, the people who lived in Jerusalem per- currently and the people that didn't live in Jerusalem currently, they're all there together at the same place. Yes. A lot going on. You, you, you nailed it. Which can obviously make for some tricky scenarios like we are seeing in our story today. Right. Uh, it's definitely a tricky scenario for sure. So, okay. So, so many people with different understandings and perspectives of what was going on or what had gone on in the past uh, can bring a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. It really can. Let me read verses 14 through 16. And I, th- I think it's going to give us some really uh, good context into who Nehemiah was mm-hmm. and his role as a person of great respect and and such right i think it mentions uh his part as um um governor the governor yeah and and kind of what his role was and he would have been set as governor not by any jewish authority right but by the empire and specifically king artaxerxes right okay all right so here is verses 14 through 16 for the entire 12 years that i was governor of judah from the 12th year to the 32nd year of the reign of King Artaxerxes, neither I nor my officials drew on our official food allowance. Now, the former governors, in contrast, had laid heavy burdens on the people, demanding a daily ration of food and wine, besides the 40 pieces of silver. Even their assistants took advantage of the people. 
But because I feared God, I did not act that way. So, Nehemiah, he gives this speech which really points out the injustice that's being carried out. He makes it really clear that having these people starve is not right. He then demands actually change of the people and he um, and demands that some changes be made and that the money and the land and the food gets returned to the people who are enslaved. Yeah, the people who desperately need it. Right? Exactly. Which I, in some ways, to be honest, it seems like a, a huge ask because this right. is not a small amount of property or possessions or mm-hmm. money or uh, slaves. Like that would have been a huge cost to these people. It's yeah. a lot to ask for or even demand uh, in, in some regards. It's the right thing. Yeah. Keep in mind that Nehemiah isn't even from this town. Right. And so, so he's, he's like, like, these people are like, really? Seriously? Like, who is this guy? Who, who are you to say this? <laughs> yeah. And it, it is so much to ask. But here's the crazy thing, actually, is like he gives a speech and then it's just like they agree with him. They, yeah. the whole, it says the whole assembly that he's speaking to agreed with him and they began praising the Lord and were excited. Um and they began making change. And it kind of makes reference that Nehemiah then set up ways to keep them accountable to the change that they mm-hmm. said would happen, but they're praising God and it's amazing stuff. It's a really quick flip. It is an amazing flip. And and it really shows how much, like there are certainly people who didn't buy into Nehemiah's leadership. Right. But a lot of them did. Like, and and you can see that in the rebuilding of the wall but also in the in today's story that you're like you know you're you're right it seems like honestly Braden, it seems like they've gone we've gone 180 yeah from 1st Samuel and i remember that's a while ago now but we were in 1st Samuel earlier for, this year for a while for quite a while and things some of the stories in there they were just hard to explain and now in this chapter in Nehemiah it seems like there's some really practical knowledge right in front of us, some really easy lessons to be like, oh, that's the lesson for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. It's been really uh, refreshing to uh, read Nehemiah in a way that it's like, yeah, there's like, you know, we've, we've made mention a few times on this podcast. Sometimes it's really hard actually to take a lesson out. The stuff we read through in First Samuel or other stuff in the Old Testament can be really heavy, really... Uh, um, I think you used the word tricky. Tricky? I think that's a really good word for really it. Really tricky or even um, like brutal. Like some of the stories we read were brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this one or these stories so far in Nehemiah, it's like, oh, like there's some really relatable knowledge. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so John, what what are you thinking for today's lesson? And remember, you know, uh, we can only choose one lesson per day. So even though it's, uh, might be right in front of us. All right. You might only choose one, but I'm going to learn from more than one, but <laughs> I'll, I'll just choose we one. We can circle back around. All right. I could definitely fi- choose a few, um, but I got one that I think you're going to agree with. Okay. So let's take a look at that passage one more time that I read earlier. Okay. Read it again for us. Okay. So this is verses 14 through 16. For the entire for the entire twelve years that I was governor of Judah, from the twelfth year to the thirty second year of the reign of King Artaxerxes, neither I nor my officials drew on our official food allowance. 
the former governors, in contrast, had laid heavy burdens on the people, demanding a daily ration of food and wine besides 40 pieces of silver. Even their assistants took advantage of the people. But because I feared God, I did not act that way. Okay, so like, what are we supposed to do about uh, <laughs> what? What <laughs> you just restated restated yourself? Okay, so there's a lot, even within those two verses. Yes, the part that really stands out to me is that last sentence. Okay, because I feared God, I did not act that way. Yeah, that that is a really powerful statement. Mm-hmm, it is, and and I think here Nehemiah is talking about like the the reverence of God or the idea of fear and respect together right so it's not fear like he's not saying like i feared god isn't like i scared you you know (laughs) no (laughs) that's right and uh nice try and scaring me didn't work i did my best uh it is about the respect and understanding of god's power and awe or his splendor right 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 okay so then what do we take from that statement well, I think we ought to be like Nehemiah mm. and practice God-like character. Or to say it another way, keep the characteristics that honor and glorify God and get rid of the rid of our characteristics that dishonor God. Mm. That's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. That is a, a lesson that definitely takes practice. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and it and that needs to be like an intentional, consistent thing. Right, and but like we said in the preview, right? If you're the only one in the room... <laughs> no, that's not what we said. Oh, right. If <laughs> if you're going to be practicing something, it's the... Well, you're going to get better at it. Right. And so you must practice to improve. And, and so maybe not perfection is the aim. Right. But growth. Ah, uh, it's like... It's like we focus on growth here at the Bible Story Podcast. (laughs) It might be. Very true. Speaking of growth. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. All right. A growth tip is a tip that we get to practice throughout the week. A tip we hope helps you in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. Plant a plant, a literal growth tip. (laughs) Okay, very funny. Uh, Brayden, what's your actual growth tip? No, I am 100% serious. Plant something. Watch it grow. Water it. Nurture it. Care for it. Be worried if it turns brown. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, I would say it maybe happened to me once or twice. Yeah. Uh, no, I want you to take note of all the work that goes into it and how long it takes to get bigger or to flower or to thrive. Okay. Assuming that I put all of that work into this. Yeah. Then what? Okay, well, okay, think about yourself. Imagine where you were a week ago or a month ago or two years ago. And remember that, remember all of the growth that it took to get where you are today. I want you to be thankful all of the ways that God has helped you grow. Just reflect and be glad. I like it. You know, I've grown mostly around my my waist area. Yeah, it doesn't count as much. (laughs) Well, I do like your tip. I like the idea of planting something and watching it grow. Uh, It's a good metaphor. 
Right? It's a literal growth tip. Hmm. Uh, it's our most literal one, in fact. <laughs> I, as, think, I think it might be. <laughs> as to, or, to date. Okay, so, hey, you know what? If you plant a tree or a fruit brush, then, you know, you get some yummy snacks after, which is always, ah, a, it's that, always a plus, too. That will help my waistline. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help you do better. Okay. Well, I think we better let Braden go get a snack yeah. because I know he's a little bit snacky this time of day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks. Uh, and, you know, thinking of berries and fruits and, and whatnot so thank you guys all for joining us it's been wonderful i am probably gonna go get a snack all right you guys are the best go have fun growing something